They say that the kitchen is the heart of our home. It is the place where you eat, where you hang out, where you get a drink, and many times where you start and end your day before going to bed. So it's no wonder that this area plays a big part of our lives, right? So that's why I brought in an expert, Tamisha Campbell, who's an experienced and certified health coach, to share how an organized kitchen can help you improve the quality of your life. The visuals are important in a kitchen, yes, but so is the functionality of how you use your kitchen, especially if you're trying to meet certain health goals. But just in general, right, just having an organized kitchen will give you the inspiration to want to spend more time there, to cook more, or maybe just to enjoy your time when you're in your kitchen. So I thought Tanisha was the perfect person because she makes living a healthier lifestyle so accessible and gives you great, actionable, quick tips that will help you with your healthy lifestyle, but especially in the kitchen. So when I met Tanisha back in the day in Clubhouse, which is a social audio app, I quickly realized how smart and powerful she was. And she's a wealth of knowledge, especially in the fields of healthy living. So like I said, she was just the perfect person to have this conversation with on how you can organize your kitchen, yes, but also how to organize your kitchen so it can lead to a healthier lifestyle. Tamisha is a certified nutrition coach, a precision nutrition level one certified coach, an autoimmune paleo certified coach. She is currently based in Watertown, Massachusetts with her rescue dog, Penny Dina. So let's get started with our conversation with Tamisha. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. Hey, Tamisha. Hello. Hello, friends. Thank you for joining us today on this very important episode on the importance of having an organized kitchen, um, that it's much more than the bins and just having it be pretty and having it be like a magazine cover, uh, because our kitchens are the most, one of the most important rooms in our home. Our kitchens are the heart of our home. If I, if I say so myself, it's where your day begins, where you eat, where you hang out. It is a social hub of the whole family and it's a go-to place. So that is such an important place for of your everyday living. And so today I really wanted to talk to you um, because you understand the what people have to go through when it comes to daily living. Like it's the kitchen, it's the everyday use, but also the importance of it being organized for an everyday person, not just for a person who's trying to style it, like having it be organized for just art of the common folk like me who want to lead a healthier lifestyle. And so I'm super excited for this conversation. So let's talk about why it's even important to have an organized kitchen when you're trying to lead a healthy lifestyle. I love this question. And first, thank you so much, Stephanie, for having me on this show. I'm really excited to be here. And I will say one of the things that I learned early on when I actually made the decision to start focusing more on my nutrition and eating is organizing my kitchen. And the reason why is because it's the one thing that if you do this step, it will actually make it more difficult to come up with an excuse of why you can't, you know, cook meals or why you can't grab different things that are easily accessible. It's like when you organize your kitchen, it actually takes off 
away the stress of what in the world am I going to eat? And we could talk a little bit more about some other things you can do. But really, when you think about organizing, I look at it like, how can you walk into your kitchen and not get anxiety and start thinking, well, I don't have this or I don't have that. It's like when you know exactly what you have on hand, it takes away that those excuses that we happen to have, it's too difficult or it's so much easier just to order out. That is so true about the anxiety of entering any room, but especially the kitchen, because you go in and you don't even know where to start. Like, where do I start? And so I'm assuming that can lead to grabbing things that may not be part of the your health journey or healthy lifestyle you're trying to lead because it's just easy. So let's talk about easy, easiness, because I think that's the part mm-hmm. that causes that anxiety, right? For a lot of people. What are some tips that you would give people to ease into organizing their kitchen um, so that it doesn't become this overwhelming project. I love the fact that you talked about ease because I remember when when I first started like organizing my kitchen, because I always have to tell people like I've lived in an apartment for many, many years as an adult, you know, obviously as a child, I live in a house. But the reason why I want to start here too, is because one of the things that you can easily do is figure out what's the one area that you struggle with the most. So for me, it always used to be like cooking. So one of the things I did was I was like, I organized my spices, which may seem so simple and so easy, but the reason why you want to do something like that, because now I know I have my basil, I have my garlic powder, I have my onion powder, and I chose different spices that I know that I like to use a lot. So even if you're someone like me, who's maybe not the biggest fan of cooking, but if there's certain things that you can easily grab, and start creating different meals. Or maybe if you're someone who's like not into cooking, you'd be like, well, how can I organize my fridge? So how can you make sure that you have your cold cuts or your cheeses or different, or your mayonnaise, your little condiments that are easily accessible for like you and your family. So it takes away that frustration or that sometimes overwhelm that we experience because you can look at it and say, if nothing else, if my brain doesn't have the capacity to do anything else, I can grab a couple of spices, maybe some ground beef and make something, or I can grab some bread, some lunch meat and make a a sandwich. Like how can you make it easy for yourself just to start? Yeah, grab those comfort foods and tastes and flavor so that, yeah, you can just start from there. Okay, so let's talk about, so that's the comfort of it. Let's start mm-hmm. there. But then how would you recommend somebody to do like a big audit of their kitchen, like a big take everything out? Or mm-hmm. would you say ease into it? Like, what are some easy tips that you would give people that are trying to declutter and organize the kitchen? So I'll give people two sides of it because there's those who can do the kitchen clean out and that actually doesn't make you feel overwhelmed. So if that's you, what I would recommend is when you think about like cleaning out your kitchen, but before you think about purchasing anything, kind of go through your your refrigerator, your freezer and do these in steps and pull out the things that are actually expired. That's like the first and foremost thing because spices do expire people. So it's like pull out all that stuff that expires. And what I like to have is a notebook next to me. So let's just say I pull out, oh, I have garlic, I have onion powder, I have, you know, basil that expired. And I know that these are products I want to use again, I'll just write them down just in my little grocery list to sit there and say, I'm going to buy more of this. And then you can do the same thing with your pantry, you can do the same thing with your fridge. And then there's also, and let's stay with that one of just like, in and of itself, kind of figuring out what you no longer need and then write down like, oh, these are the things that I want. 
So that's kind of first stage is thinking about the expired things. Then the second kind of thing I like to help people do is think about the stuff that you don't ever use. Because I have this habit too of like finding a little recipe and then I grab it and I have too much of something and it's been years and I never use it. Those are some things that you're like, it's not expired, but you're never going to use it. So you might as well just toss it. Or if it's something that's unopened, you can definitely give away. Maybe if you're close to a neighbor and you know they like to use something like you know, breadcrumbs, maybe you can get, you know, pass it along to them. So that's kind of like the first thing of people who can just go through the kitchen clean out, clean out everything in your kitchen, create a list of different things you want to buy, and then start putting that into your kitchen. And this is kind of before even thinking about like, oh, do I want to buy organic versus like traditional? That's a different conversation, but just kind of the basics. Then for other people who that can be very overwhelming for, you can do more of a step-by-step process and say, what are the things that you kind of use often and make it more slower? So obviously I would still recommend going through, pulling out all the expired things, but rather than jumping forward into buying a whole bunch of new stuff, what you would do is buy by recipe. So let's just say, I know next week I want to plant, eat three different recipes. So then I would just buy whatever products or I need for that recipe, whether it's stable, um, shelf stable things, or obviously things that aren't shelf stable. So those, and then you'd slow build up your pantry you slowly build up your fridge or kitchen so those are just the two you have the one side who's like getting rid of everything completely cleaning and then you have the one side that needs to do a slow and steady approach there's nothing wrong one is not better than the other I absolutely love this okay I'm gonna dive in a little more because I I love okay so the, the podcast as a whole is made for for people to know that there's different ways to achieve the same results um, depending on your personality type depending on where you're at in life and so that's like the whole theme of the podcast and so you mentioning how there's those two super easy ways that you can approach it is just awesome and brilliant so everyone if you're listening you can definitely do this um, you can you can achieve it in different ways okay so now all right so let's say somebody chose this. Okay. They're like, okay, this one sounds a little bit, but this path of let me just buy as I need and then start decluttering mm-hmm. the start, the decluttering process, like after, right. Let's say, let's say they go yes. down that path. What happens if they're living with people that aren't on the same path as they are? <laughs> because these both options are easy peasy for maybe the person who is ready, but what happens with the individuals that you live with that may not be ready? This is a good question because I actually, I have dealt with this too, because there's been times where I've lived alone most of the time, but there's also times where I've had roommates or lived with different family members. And this is kind of one where it's a little tricky if it's family, but one way to navigate it is you can select one person who's going to, in the family, whether that's you or someone else, who's going to be the designated, this is how everything gets organized in the kitchen. And I know it kind of may give some of us who are like me type A, like, "Mm, but that's not where it should go, but it's just a decision. You make that decision that that one person, however they choose to organize it, that's how everybody in the house is going to organize it because it it leaves out the overwhelm for my family my stepmother was the organizer so in her words like get out the kitchen I'm going to put at when we go grocery shopping I put everything up and where it is is where it is now I didn't always agree with him my dad didn't always agree my brother were like this is you should put this someplace else but because we just chose her as the one person that organizes now if you have somebody like a roommate situation it's going to be a little trickier because obviously you don't you can't really It's a different situation to navigate. So one way that I did this in the past is like my roommate had her cabinets and I had my cabinets and we didn't touch. Now we shared the fridge. She had her side of the fridge and I had my side of the fridge. So we navigated in that way of like, mine was the nice little organized side. Hers was the hot mess, but it helped us be able to kind of get through the house. You know, there's certain things we had to do the same of like, 
anything that was like cookware, you know, whatever she decided was where we put it just because it was actually like her apartment and I was moving in. But that's kind of where you can navigate is like one, having that conversation with people because sometimes you'll be surprised is when you designate one person, no one else wants to kind of do that anyway. So they may actually in a family be like, good, you could be the person to organize it because I don't care, you know, or you could be in a situation where maybe there's one person who really like you, it's really important to you. And you could say, well, the reason why it's important to me is because this makes it easier for me to grab different things, or I'm not able to reach it because I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm shorter than you are, whatever the different reasons are. So those are kind of two ways to kind of navigate those. That, that is so true, especially we don't always think about the access of the individual. Actually, my husband and I are going through this right now. He wanted to put stuff in one particular cabinet and I go, he, you know, he's like six, five, six, four. So, so and I'm not, I'm five, six. And so I go, it makes sense to you. And yes, normally, typically that could be a great place, but I have to go get myself the stool every time to get it. And this is like an everyday cabinet, right? Where mm-hmm. I keep my vitamins and stuff. So you're so, so right. Like not just thinking about the things that we eat and the customs that we all, how we cook, but also the access to the items when you're living with other people. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what if you're not a cook? <laughs> so, okay. So we've been talking a lot about the recipes and the shopping and like having mm-hmm. the things where they need to be when you're cooking, but what happens when you're not necessarily a cook, but you are trying to lead a healthier lifestyle when it comes to your food and eating habits, what are some tips you would give to people on on how they can navigate and organize their kitchen when they're not necessarily cooks and buying all the spices and buying all the things? I like this question too, because um, if you're somebody who either you're not a huge fan of cooking, or maybe some people just don't have the space or the appliances to do this, one of the things that's important, you still want to have some type of calendar system, I would say, so that you have an idea of the different foods you're going to be eating per week. And the reason I say this is I know some people aren't into leftovers. So if you're one of those people who's like, I don't really have to worry about that to me because I'm, I'm not big into leftovers. You have less, you don't have to necessarily worry about like fridge space or, you know, freezer space. But if you are someone who maybe you eat out a lot more, maybe you might want to actually invest in like actual Tupperware or different food storage containers so that instead of just keeping it in the container that it comes in, because those are all different station sizes, sometimes they spill. I like actually moving things to my own food storage containers. And then I'm able to kind of see when it comes to leftovers, I notice that things tend to not go bad as much because you're actually paying attention to how much you're consuming throughout the week. So you know, like, oh, I have this much chicken leftover. I have this much rice leftover. So that's something to kind of think about. And then there's also, you might be a person who leverages more freezer space. So, you know, if you are in a home that allows you to have a deep freezer and you can actually, because my dad was really big on this as well. Like he liked a lot of freezer meals and he, there's still, and there's lots of, actually lots of healthy freezer meals you can buy. Or if you're someone, I also actually like doing food delivery sometimes. So sometimes I'll have, you know, the the food delivery service where they prepare all the food for you. And then I'll just stack it in my freezer and say like, okay, these are going to be my meals for this week or these are going to be my meals for next week. So that's something to think about too. If you don't like to cook, you still want to have some type of organized organization system so that you're you can still grab it and go because because that's probably even more of a reason for you to want to eat out if it's like oh I don't I don't cook so I don't have anything like no you can still get packaged things you can still get you know things that you can either make really quickly microwave or even put in the oven or toaster oven yeah and I love the the part where you said um putting things in your own containers transferring Mm -hmm. it over I know that's one extra step but if you are 
more of a takeout person that buys kind of in bulk for a couple of days so that you can eat them for two, three days. They don't have to stay in the same container it came in. Maybe use something that would make sense to you. You actually like grab, put it in, reheat it wherever you're going to reheat it. And it's just much easier. So yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what happens for those dietary needs. So we're kind of transitioning into, you know, more specifics, but it happens and it happens often. So what happens if you have dietary needs, whatever those may be, and you feel overwhelmed with having to remember all the things like having, especially if you're living with different individuals who may have different dietary needs, but what are some ways that people can get organized when they have, they have to grab different things for different family members, including themselves because of their dietary needs. This is really a good one too. Um, One of the things that I found helpful, and this doesn't work for everybody, but one of the things that this actually does work for everybody, then I'll say something that doesn't. So what what is really helpful is I have gotten into the habit because I am a person who has different dietary needs, for instance, like corn. And now I realize I have like an egg allergy. So I have to be really careful about different products. So I'm very big on when I'm in a store, I actually do read the ingredients list. Now, Obviously, there are going to be some ingredients that are going to be more, you know, scientific. But for the most part, I try to get more natural ingredients when I can. And I say that because what you can also pay attention when you're looking at whatever brand is there certain brands that I'll go for more often than others. I can't always remember the names in it. So I'm like, I'm not going to name different ones. But if there's certain products that you notice like work really well for you or your family or or tend to be something, something that falls within those dietary needs, that's something that I kind of go to certain types of brands. And then this is where I'm going to mention the thing that isn't necessarily applicable to everybody, but there are different online retailers that I like to go to. So you probably heard of different ones and they specialize in certain type of dietary needs. For instance, maybe you're someone who follows, who's lactose intolerant. So they'll, you'll be able to search on the internet and be like lactose-free products or you're gluten-free or you're, or you're vegan or you're vegetarian. And that's something that I like to do too, because then the online makes it a little bit easier. Obviously there's shipping costs that come with that. So it may not necessarily be accessible to everybody depending on your economic situation, but it is something that you might want to look into is sometimes going to that online retailer and then seeing if your local store actually buys, um, offers that too, because sometimes they do. Sometimes the product, I'm actually amazed at some products I used to buy online. I'm like, oh, they actually have it in my local store now. So I'll buy them more often. We had an episode, um, I think it was episode two, but we talked about digital organizing versus um, in, you know, in space organizing. But the point of this is that in today's world, that digital world, like your grocery list, like your mm-hmm. online grocery store, you can go ahead and like pre-plan your list, like you said, and just look up the ingredients ahead of time. So you're not out the store or you don't, or you know where to put them when you get home and you can kind of pre-plan mm-hmm. ahead of time. I know that's an extra step, but, but especially if you have dietary needs, that way you can kind of work, work that in, into your system, like use online tools that mm-hmm. are already available for these retailers. And then use that for your advantage when you bring your groceries and all your food home. Okay. So let's talk a little bit, just kind of the last, uh, I know we didn't touch a lot about um, groceries and whatnot, but let's talk about some of those tools that you like to use to stay organized within your kitchen, whether they're to get your groceries and food or once you're in the kitchen, like what are some of your favorite tools or apps or actually physical items that you can't live without in your kitchen and or pantry to stay organized. Yes, there's so many different ideas. So I'll probably start with, and I cannot remember the name of this app because I I don't currently use it, but I used to when I was getting 
building this habit is there's this organization app where you can actually write down everything in your fridge or your pantry. And I used to do that every single week. So that could be a lot for some people, but it's helpful in the instance of when you kind of see it and you know, I have this many spices or I have this much meat or I have this this much vegetables. It can be helpful so that, you know, when you're making your grocery list each week that you you don't have to, or if you go out and you're like, oh, do I have this or not? You can have something on hand because I don't always remember, you know, how many things of onions I have. So that could be helpful too, is if you could find an app that lets you create your actual pantry digitally, that way you're able to have it with you at all times. But for more practical for most people, I actually just like to alphabetize things. I start kind of like with my spices, but I also have a height thing just because there are some cabinets are taller than other ones. We were talking about that earlier. So I do like to kind of say I have a a shelf on my cabinet that's all baking goods. And I like to actually put it by height so that I can see this is, I have this much flour. I have this much, you know, nutritional yeast or whatever different things, this much baking soda. And then I have a shelf that's just all snacks. So whenever I need my teas or I want some nuts and I could easily grab those snacks, that's my snack shelf. And then I have a shelf that's separate for my dog. She has her own snacks too. So I have her own little snacks shelf as well. So that when I need to grab her different dog treats or grab her medicine, I'm able to easily do that too, which, you know, for some people that could be relevant of maybe you have different things that you like to give your kids, you know, at different hours of the day, like maybe the sugary stuff you put at the higher shelf. Cause you're like, you're not going to get that at the end of the day, but maybe you want to have something a little bit less sugar um, during the afternoon. And then um, tools wise, there's actually one thing that I got this and I forget it's a cart. Actually, it's a rolling cart because one of my friends, I didn't know that you could, I'm forgetting the name of it, Island. She bought an island, but I didn't want to have to buy a huge island to put inside my kitchen. So instead, I just got a rolling shelf. And what I like about it is that's where I put some of my canned goods that I go to because I use a lot of coconut milk in my many of my recipes. I like to make my own sauce. So I have my rolling carts because it's easily accessible. I can roll it to me and I put on my little basket of vegetables and stuff on there. And that's predominantly like the one area I use mostly in the kitchen. And then when it comes to my drawers, I actually have a drawer that I have for all my cooking gear. So different cooking utensils I go to often are on top of my kitchen counter. So like my whisk, my um, spoons, but then things that I might use less often, I put inside two different drawers. One is like my drawer where I have like different things if I want to make shish kebab randomly one day, or then I have another drawer where, you know, all my forks and knives. So hopefully that answered your question. (laughs) Yeah, no, brilliant. I mean, it it gives you options to where, and especially if you have a tighter space, that gives you the grab and go concept that we Mm -hmm. really love that that's easy. And you can switch it out as needed. If you're in a baking month, you know, especially during the holidays, a lot of people bake a little Mm -hmm. bit more and it's that grab and go items, which I think is always super genius, especially if you have a tighter kitchen that um, doesn't allow you as much space to display everything um, all the time. So I I think that's awesome. Okay. All right. So with that being said, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Tamisha is full of tips, especially with healthy lifestyle, healthy eating, embracing your body and all those wonderful things. So Tamisha, I'm going to ask you one more question and then we'd love to hear where we can find you. Um, But my question for you is if you had to choose one magazine, like what is your favorite magazine of all time? The one that was a go-to, is a go-to that you, that inspires you, that you really like to read? Oh, this is a good question. If I ever think about a magazine, I probably, it might be self or health. One of the two, like I'm in between both of them because they do have like recipes, they have workouts, they have articles. So I'm like, those are my two strong ones that I like bounce between. They're inspirational. Love. Yes. Okay. And where can people find you? 
Well, you can actually find me at Tanisha Campbell on Instagram. That's where I mostly hang out. Definitely in my stories. You'll probably, when I am cooking, that's probably where you'll find any recipe or, you know, sometimes recipe failures, things happen <laughs> in the kitchen is definitely going to be over there. Awesome. Well, go find Tamisha over on Instagram for more inspiration, more tips, and all that good stuff. It was so good to see you and have you on the today's episode. Thank you so much, Tamisha. And until next time. Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you'd leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing.